Suffolk Pod Show is produced and managed by podtalk.co.uk. I'm Mark Mason. And I'm Susanna Hornby. Episode 29. Susanna talks to Kareen Canavet, Michelin Guide Sommelier of the Year and co-owner of the Maison Bleu. Welcome, Kareen. It's lovely to have you with us here on the Suffolk Pod Show. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. Well, we're very excited, actually. We think well, your restaurant is absolutely stunning. And you and your husband, Pascal, run Maison Bleu yes. in Barry St. Edmunds. Maison Bleu. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to talk to you about it in infinite detail. But before we start on the restaurant, can we talk a little bit about you? Yes, of course, yes. I was born in Brittany, mm-hmm. so in France, um, in Brittany, in a small town which is called Douarnenez. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy one to say, um, but it's a, it's a beautiful uh, fishing port. Mm-hmm. So if you think about uh, Batstow in Cornwall, mm-hmm. uh, Douarnenez is quite similar in style. You've got very long beaches and the, the landscape is very wide. It's it's just really, really beautiful there. Mm. So that's where my family is. Mm. And uh, that's where I met Pascal as well. So um, my family and his family live about 15 minutes apart from each other. <laughs> so 15 minutes drive. So that's really nice. So that's where we both come from. Uh-huh. Okay. And and you met, what age did you meet? Oh, I was very young. I was 17 years old. Oh. I was doing my A-level. Uh-huh. And uh, Pascal was training as a chef at that time, so he was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we met at a very, very young age. And uh, and it worked straight away. Yeah. Met and fell in love and at some point yes, decided exactly. to come over to Suffolk. Yes, that's right. Well, not straight away. So what happened is that, so I met Pascal, I was 17 years old. I was doing my air level mm-hmm. and Pascal was doing his training as a chef. Mm-hmm. He passed his degrees and he decided to go and live in Switzerland. So he left me on my own, oh. sadly. <laughs> so I was very, very upset with him. But um, his family, his parents just thought that it was great for him to get some experience in another country as a chef. Mm-hmm. So they really insisted that he needed to travel and see something different. So mm-hmm. because I was still carrying on my studies, um, yeah, he went to live in Switzerland for nearly two years. And I was doing, I was at university at the time. So, and then afterwards, when he decided to come back, I decided that I wanted to come to UK. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, so we, we were, we were apart for quite a few uh, months and then we, we both came to UK together. Mm-hmm. And whereabouts That's in the UK did you first settle? Okay, we started in Ipswich. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of a restaurant called Il Punto? Mm-hmm. It used to be called Il Punto. Now it's called Mariners. It's on a boat. And um, so my studies had nothing to do with catering. Uh, I was studying business uh, related to foreign languages in university. Mm-hmm. But obviously, when, when Pascal came back from Switzerland, uh, we wanted to be together because we had been apart for a little while. So we wanted to be together. Mm-hmm. So we got this job in as a chef de partie to start with in this restaurant in Ipswich. And mm-hmm. I just thought, well... All I really want is to learn English and to be able to speak English properly. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I can work in a restaurant too and just, you know, improve my English. And then I'll go back to France and carry on my studies. Mm. And so we both started in that restaurant. Pascal actually became second chef and then head chef within a year. Mm-hmm. And and I fell in love with the catering industry as well. So I never went back to my studies in mm. France. I just carried on, you know, working in the restaurant and, and enjoying it very much. 
Mm. And learning English, it's the best and way to learn, English isn't it? Well. Right there in, in the midst yes, of it, it all. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is definitely. And you, you get to know, uh, to meet so many different people as well mm. uh, with different backgrounds. And it's, it's. I mean, working in a restaurant, you're never bored. You know, every day is a different day and, and there is so much to learn as well. So it's, So I found it very, very interesting from day one. Mm. And I just, I just loved the connection with the others, you know, with the customers and meeting so many different people. I just loved it straight away. At some point, you guys, you and Pascal made the decision to buy your own restaurant. Yeah, well, when we arrived in Ipswich, so we worked, this restaurant was owned by a French couple who had another restaurant in a, in a village outside Ipswich. And so we worked for them for, I think, four years mm-hmm. in Ipswich. And then they decided to open a restaurant in Bury St. Edmunds and they asked us to run it for them. So we were 23 and 24 mm. at the time. So that's when we started at Maison Bleu. So we both started um, as manager and head chef. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did that for many years. And then we became partners in the business. And in 2011, we actually um, bought the shares out of our partner and we just so just Pascal and me now for the last 10 years it's been mm. just the two of us mm. that's quite a it. story <laughs> that's brilliant well it's uh yeah I mean it's uh, we, we fell in love with Barry St Edmunds as well mm. um it's it's a beautiful town there is uh it's still a market town although it's getting bigger and bigger you still have that market atmosphere and people care with it for each other you know mm-hmm. it's really they were mm-hmm. the uh, people from Barry sentiments were very very welcoming straight away mm. and uh, we just we made so many friends over the years here that so uh, we really feel at home here mm. you know for the first 10 years we had our family asking us so when are you going to come back mm. when are you going to and we said oh we don't know we don't know <laughs> and then eventually they understood that we would probably never go back yeah. <laughs> so they don't ask a question anymore <laughs> Oh, well, we hope you never go back, quite frankly. We wouldn't do without your beautiful restaurant. Let, can we talk Thank a you. bit about it Thank now? You. Because I think if you could start off by painting the picture of, of actually what it what it looks like to start with and then take us through the food and uh, the service, front of house, off you go. Yes. Well, <laughs> I think um, the best way to describe Maison Bleu uh, would be, I mean, um, when you look at it, you've got um, the colours are very subtle, kind of um, light grey. We've got beautiful art on the walls mm-hmm. as well. It's quite, we've got um, tablecloths on, on the table. So it's quite a smart looking restaurant, mm. but approachable. It's not, you know, we're mm. not... Um, like um, you know, too snotty. You know, if that makes any sense to you. You know, it's just we are we are, <laughs> we we want it to look classy, but we mm. don't want people to feel afraid of coming in. Mm. So the front of house team is. Um, we have a lovely team. They are all French, apart from Amy, mm-hmm. uh, who is uh, British, and she lives in Barry St. Edmunds as well. And mm-hmm. she's a lovely, lovely girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yes, we have we we want our team to be very welcoming. Mm. And we want people to feel at ease in the restaurant, mm-hmm. but still providing them with a great service and great food. Mm. 
um, which I hope is what we are doing. Yeah. Well, you certainly are. I mean, um, just going on to the food, French modern. Yes. I would say, yes, that's, that's the best way to describe what we do. Mm. Uh, Pascal has an approach to food uh, where he's got, he's, he was trained by some great French chef in France, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, so he's got all the basis of French cuisine. But he all, obviously nowadays the cuisine is different from what it was 20 years ago. Mm. So we don't use as much cream or butter, for example, mm. uh, than we used to. Um, even sugar in our desserts, we have reduced the level of sugar that we put mm. in our desserts so much over the last 20 years. Uh, so it's more light in flavor and the style is quite modern. Mm. We always try to um, work on new dishes with great flavors, where the flavors and obviously the provenance of the ingredients is really, really important to mm. us. Uh, so that's what we want to carry on doing every day you know we wake up in the morning and we always talk about the restaurant and we always think (laughs) okay what are we going to do today to make it better or you know we always try to improve things all the time so uh, we've got um, I think we've got also great plates or a nice way of um, the presentation to us is important Mm -hmm. as well as the flavors Mm -hmm. obviously the flavors and the taste of the food is the most important thing but I think presentation is important too oh yeah so so yeah so we try to achieve you know uh, to improve our standards all the time the menu is is stunning and I think there is thank you there is I'm going to say something for every taste and palate because and I have eaten there, but um, it was a while ago, I maybe uh, <laughs> about four or five years ago. Yes, delicious. Um, um, oh, great! And I think French modern. You could sort of say is that nouvelle cuisine? It certainly is not. It is proper sized no, portions. It's beautiful yes. food, stunning fish, shellfish, all sorts of meats, and vegetarian. Mm. Yes, yes, we definitely do not believe in, you know, having tiny portions on your plate. Um, <laughs> no. no, no, it's, uh, but at the same time, we don't want people to feel, you know, like they've overeaten and they can't move anymore and no. they feel like not comfortable. Mm. Uh, so it's finding the right balance between all of that. Mm. I think we found it now. Uh, I think we are quite happy with what we are doing at mm. the moment. Uh, for the last year, three to four years, we've been... Obviously, there is always a way to improve things mm-hmm. and to make it even better. So we always go that way. But um, I'm pleased when you say that, yes, it's, it's nothing like nouvelle cuisine. No, and I think, no. yeah, no, that's no. worth saying. The provenance of your food you mentioned about a few minutes ago, where do you yes. source most of your produce from? Well, we do source our produce as locally as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, for example, uh, we worked with a farm which is called Shimpling Park Farm uh, outside Bury St. Edmunds, uh, which uh, we do. We get our lamb from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get our pork from Dingledale Farm, which is not far away either mm-hmm. on the way to Woodbridge. Uh, we work uh, with um, a local supplier of potatoes, uh, the mm-hmm. Suffolk potatoes mm-hmm. from Hall Farm. Uh, that's five minutes drive out of Bury St. Edmunds. Mm-hmm. We use Norfolk quail as well. So we do use um, local suppliers as much as we can. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I would say we are not using from UK is a cheese. Uh, because we are a French restaurant, mm-hmm. uh, we tend to have a French cheese board. Mm-hmm. So we do get our cheese from France um, because, you know, there are many, many restaurants who, you know, who serve 
British cheeses. Mm. So because we're a French restaurant, we think, you know, that uh, we should have a f- French uh, plateau de fromage. Yeah. So which is what we're doing. Mm. So we've got about 30 different cheeses on our cheese trolley every day. <laughs> I know, I've seen it. It's, it's an incredible yes, which is really lovely. feast for the eyes. <laughs> you know, I do miss that a lot as well, actually, uh, just preparing the cheese plates to the customers. Mm. And that's what's been difficult as well during, obviously, the last 12 months, we've been closed, open, closed, open. Mm. So, but whenever we've been able to be open, um, things have been so different that before we took our customers to the cheese trolley, we explained the cheese to them, but we couldn't do that, you know, for the last 12 months. So I do miss that part mm. as well when we are interacting with the customers around food and all that. Mm. Things that we've been, obviously, it hasn't been possible to do for the last 12 months. So I'm just looking forward to going back to that type of, uh, you know, interaction again. Mm. No, I know. When you live with it every day, it's a it's an extraordinary feeling of being so disconnected as well with your clients. It's That's horrible. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, we're getting there. It's mm. getting better. So I'm mm. sure, you know, um, yes, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, like like yes. we say. And, but it's, uh, it's, it's, we're nearly there. Yeah. We're nearly there. Your staff, you mentioned that most of them are French. Are they with you yes. at the moment then? Or are they over in France? No, no, no. They all stayed here, um, uh-huh. which has been actually that's what really worried me to start with. We've got three flats above the restaurant, which is I've got five people living there, mm-hmm. and so the others live in in town. But they've all decided to stay in UK. They didn't want to travel mm-hmm. at all. But I've got some young people, you know, in their early twenties, and they haven't been to France since January last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do miss their family a lot. Um, obviously, we do miss our family a lot as well. So I, I just can't wait to, you know, to be able to actually just uh, go and see the family, really, because it's been a long time now. Yeah. For so too. for them, you know, yeah, for them, it's been, I mean, they're, but they're very good friends. They do a lot of cooking. They're all very, very sporty. So they go running every day, all of them now. Mm-hmm. So I'm the only one who do not do anything. So, so <laughs> I'm always pretending, you know, that I'm, I'm too busy. I can't go. Um, but they all, you know, they're, so they're planning to do some semi-marathon and all that sort of thing wow. as soon as they can. Yeah, and I'm like, really? Yeah. So, yeah, so they're, they're all very, no, they're, they're fantastic. They've been fantastic all over yeah. the Oh, we'll have to go and watch them. Vive la France, I think. <laughs> yes. Well, pa- Pascal did two, uh, twice. He did the London Marathon, actually, uh, wow. last year. Not last year. Yeah, two years ago. And yeah. So, no, they're very, very sporty. Mm. And um, yeah, good for them. Mm. <laughs> and they all have particular roles in the restaurant or do they or do they share tables, you know, covers? It's a little bit of both. Uh, we normally have two person working in the, because the restaurant, you've got a front room mm. and then you've got a back room. Mm-hmm. So I usually have two uh, members of the team working in the front room. I've got uh, a barman and then we've got two other members of teams working in the back room. Mm-hmm. And in the kitchen, obviously, we have chefs who have different positions in the, in the brigade. Mm. But uh, front of house, um, they, they work together mm. as a team. Yeah. And obviously, because Pascal is a chef in the kitchen and I'm front of house as well, the front of house team has to get on well with the kitchen team as well. There's no fighting there because, you know, <laughs> obviously it would be quite hard otherwise as a couple mm-hmm. to survive. Mm. So we have to find a way to work together. And, mm. and I think we're a good team. Yeah. Um, so, yes, no, so, so we all support each other. Um, the 
kitchen team is very aware of uh, the pressure um, that front of house people, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do live on a day to day basis. You know, it's quite it's quite full on when you work in a restaurant as front of house, uh-huh. and um, and yeah, we understand each other. Mm. That's um, which is great. teamwork, isn't it? Basically, it cannot work without that. Now, Pascal, no, you can't. Yeah, no, no you, you can't. just can't. Pascal is a super chef, quite frankly. What's he been mm-hmm. doing whilst you've? I mean, I know you've been doing some takeaway, of course. Yes, well, that's been quite interesting, actually. Uh, when we first went into lockdown, mm-hmm. so it was just before Mother's Day weekend, so that's a year ago now, mm-hmm. and um, so we decided. Uh, a Mother's Day takeaway last year, so we did it within three or four days. We organised it, and it was it was done. And then we decided to do it in April and May. We did that as well. And during lockdown, obviously, Pascal and I had more time to spend at home, to think and to sit down and to think about the future and where we wanted to be, mm-hmm. and what we wanted to do. And um, we came out with another idea. It's a sort of takeaway that we do, but they're more actually like dishes that are prepared here on the premises by our chefs that are served in glass jars. Okay. And all you have to do is to reheat the main courses and maybe some of the starters, depending what it is. Mm-hmm. And you can use either the oven or the microwave. It's only two minutes of the microwave. And you actually eat out of the jars. Ah. So there's no plating involved whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just thought that could work. So we started it in... October last year mm-hmm. and it's been a real success actually so that's what we are doing now every day ah brilliant so what can I get what, yes what sort of things are you providing okay so that's more actually that's more like traditional French cuisine mm-hmm. um, so not as sophisticated as what we do uh, when the restaurant is open you know what Maison Bleu is so we called it uh, the brand is called Léa that's after Pascal's mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's named Leah. And uh, we have things like um, pork and pigeon pâté. Uh, we have some tuna niçoise salad. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, some beef bourguignon as a main course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some smoked haddock and black tiger prunes with pillow rice mm-hmm. and a lovely sauce that goes with it. Curd and tarragon. Uh, we've got uh, uh, another dish, which is... Um, chicken and chestnut um, with onions and desserts. We've got something like uh, we've done some creme brulee. We've got riolet. We've done, we've got a really, really nice chocolate mousse with uh, salted butter caramel on top. Oh, and that's delicious. That's really, really delicious. So people come to the restaurant and mm-hmm. they just choose whatever they like. You don't have to have those three courses. You could have just maybe just a chocolate mousse if you feel like having a chocolate mousse tonight mm-hmm. while you watch the TV, you know. So yeah. <laughs> you can just pick and mix out of the selection mm-hmm. and just have whatever you like. How delicious. So <laughs> we've been doing that and that's been, it's, no, it's, it's been really, really, really good for us as well. Um, totally different type of business altogether, but we had a great response to it. Mm, I bet. So we sold many <laughs> of it for Mothering Sunday last week. That so was really, really good as uh-huh. well. So yeah, we sell, yeah, a lot of pots. <laughs> Wow. Now, I'm not going to go too much into wine, but you have just won. No, you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, then. You know, yeah, it's, not, it's not what I am just all about. So, yes. Congratulations, Karen, on winning the Michelin Award for the Sommelier of the Year. I mean, wow, you must be over the moon. 
Yes, yes, it came as a great surprise. Um, but uh, yes, it's it's really it's really fantastic to uh, that the Michelin Guide actually recognize the work that there is behind the wine list. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say that uh, I'm not here. Okay. I do look after the wine list and I do do the tasting, but I'm not on my own. Pascal is there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got our manager, Marie, who does the tasting with us as well. Uh, so it's a, it's a teamwork. Mm -hmm. So what I would say is that, I mean, this prize, although it's my name which is on it, it's really um, thanks to the whole team, front of house team, that we did get that. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we were really, really, really pleased. But, yes, a bit surprised in a, in a nice way, mm. in a nice way. Mm. Uh, but um, no, it's been great. It's been really good. And um, we had a lot of people uh, who sent us emails, you know, a card mm -hmm. to, you know, to say, you know, how to congratulate mm. us. It's yeah. been really good. It's been a really good thing. Your wine list is awesome. I should use a more professional word, but that it is absolutely no, no, no. wonderful. I mean, most of the wines are French. I would say about 50% of the wine list is French mm -hmm. and the other 50% are from everywhere else. So the new world as well as the old world. Mm -hmm. It's not just French. Uh, we, be, Being a French restaurant, we tend to sell a lot of French wines, mm -hmm. but there are so many fantastic wines from all you know other countries and mm -hmm. France. So we are trying to get our customers to actually taste something which is not necessarily from France, mm -hmm. um, just to discover something a little bit different. But yes, we do have, yeah, about 50% is French, I would say. Okay. Um, and I'm going to ask you, what's your favourite wine? <laughs> okay. Um, after what I've just said, I'm going to surf. It's a French burgundy. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> and I shouldn't say that. I'm really sorry. But yes, I know I shouldn't. But yes, I do love uh, French burgundy white mm. wine. Um, but then uh, red wine, I would probably go for uh, Barolo or Chianti. Mm. I do like full-bodied red wine as well, mm -hmm. uh, like the one we can find in uh, in Italy or in the Barossa Valley in, mm -hmm. in Australia. So yeah, quite full-bodied, a bit spicy wine. Mm. Um, but it depends on the occasion as well. Of course. It really depends on the occasion. Mm. And some days you're going to enjoy your wine and the following day you will taste it and, and you won't enjoy it as much as the day before. Mm. So um, it depends what you eat uh, with it as well. Um, but yes, if I had to choose my favorite, it's probably a Merceau. Mm. I do love Merceau. Okay. Uh, but the old, made in the old-fashioned way, so quite buttery. Uh, yes. Yeah. Mm, sounds delicious. And champagne, do you, do you work with individual champagne houses? Uh, we we do not work directly with the houses in France or anywhere else. We we do use um, wine suppliers in UK, mm -hmm. uh, um, with whom over the years we've built uh, a fantastic relationship. So we work with six, um, yeah, six seven different. Uh, wine suppliers. Mm -hmm. Most of them are local as well. Um, and so we have great relationship with them and they do know what we want and they will try to source it for us. Mm. Yeah, Champagne, we've got the big name, uh, obviously, uh, but we also have some um, Champagne which are not as well known. Um, obviously, we, we do have some Laurent Perrier, we do have some Veuve Clicquot, we've got also name which, you know, mm. uh, we've got some Crub, we've got some Dom Pérignon as well, uh, but we've got also some Furdina, we've got some wines, which, something which are not very well known mm. in this country. Mm. And we're going to increase that as well. And we actually, obviously, we, we, we've tasted uh, some beautiful champagne 
coming from, well, I shouldn't call them champagne, sparkling wine, but mm -hmm. I don't like the word either, no. from UK, which are going, we're going to introduce on our wine list when we reopen as well. Fantastic. So, yes, really, really nice. I was going to ask you, is it going to be more difficult for you now that we've left the EU for importing wine? Or do you see that as, do you not see that being a problem? It's not going to be more difficult. It's going to be more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to be more difficult. Mm. No, no. From from what we have been told, uh, I mean, I think January was quite, was a little bit tricky for people to import things from EU uh, to, to UK, but it looks like things are getting better now. Mm. Um, I did actually call my cheese suppliers the other day to double check, you know, we're planning to reopen in May. Mm -hmm. Can we still have our French cheeses? And um, <laughs> I know she said they haven't had any problem at all. Wow. So, no, it's, it's not as it, it doesn't seem to be as difficult as everybody is um, saying. So, no, mm. no, we, I think it'll be fine. Great. Okay, well that's good news. I just can I go back to talking about awards again because you've won mm -hmm. so many. I think we need to just talk about a few more. I mean, I'm looking here worldwide okay. luxury restaurant award. Uh, you've won mm -hmm. teen awards in um, Suffolk, of course. Traveler's Choice. Yes. Well, which award means the most to you? All right, it depends. Where on a business point of view, mm. uh, and I do know that uh, if I if I just think about the business itself. I would probably say that uh, the Traveler's Choice Awards from TripAdvisor mm. put Maison Bleu on the map uh, because we were voted uh, on five occasions now, five years. Uh, so we had, I think it was 2012, 2013, mm -hmm. 2014, 2019 and 2020 as well we had it. So it, we've been uh, nominated in the best 10 restaurants in UK. Mm. by TripAdvisor. And so what we like about that, also TripAdvisor, it's quite controversial, uh, but there are some people who are actually writing reviews. And so customers who come here and who f they feel that, you know, they had a great meal, they want people to know about it. So they put a review on TripAdvisor. Mm. And that's really quite nice because it's a people choice. Is that making any sense? It's yeah, absolutely. Not, it's not a guide that comes to your restaurant and decide on one meal or mm -hmm. on one or two visits that, you know, you should you deserve this or you don't deserve this. It's people choices. And whenever we are awarded a prize, which is based on customers' mm. review and customers' point of view, that's really important to us. Yeah. That does mean a lot to us. Mm. So that's one. The other one, which is um, really important, and that's more on a personal point of view, was in 2019, Pascal was named the best restaurant chef of the year mm -hmm. by the Craft Guild of Chefs. Mm -hmm. So that was in 2019. And I was really, really delighted with that. Mm -hmm. We were absolutely thrilled with it because it's a great recognition from chefs. So it's all the work that he's been doing during all those years and what he does here and the way he runs his business, where the dishes that he prepares and mm -hmm. have been, you know, it's all been recognized by other chefs, mm -hmm. which to him meant everything. Yeah. Everything. That was so important to him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that was that the two on a business point of view, I would say something like TripAdvisor really, you know, put your restaurant on the map. Uh, Personal one, I would say, uh, the Craft Guild for Pascal was amazing. Yeah. Obviously, um, the Michelin this year is just, you know, fantastic as well. Yeah, fully deserved, Corinne and Pascal. Amazing, absolutely <laughs> amazing, both of you. Um, when you. are you going to open? On May the 17th, would that be or around that date? 
Yes, we're reopening on the Tuesday, so that's the 18th of May that we're reopening. Uh, Maison will close on Sundays and Mondays, so we're still going to carry on that. So we'll be opening on the Tuesday. And oh, we just can't wait to reopen again. No, we, we can't wait either. <laughs> oh, to be honest, having the restaurant empty, it's so sad. Mm. And it's it just, you know, we, I just want to have that nice atmosphere, mm. uh, the busy atmosphere again, that nice feel of people, lo- you know, just to hear people mm. laughing in the restaurant. It's so important. Mm. So, yes, it's uh, 18th of May. We have lots of people booking already. The bookings are going really, really, really crazy. Mm. So that's really good. So we know we're going to be busy when we reopen. And it's such a nice feeling as well to know that, you know, we are seeing we're fully booked nearly most of the first week and the following one as well. So it's just, you know, an amazing feeling just to know that, you know, after all those months of closure, you know, people are still waiting um, and they're coming. Yes, they're going to use their local restaurant again. Mm. And I'm so pleased for that. It's just wonderful. Have you, not that you need to. Because as your restaurant is perfect okay. as it is, but have you made any little changes for when you reopen? We haven't actually. Mm. Uh, we've decided to carry on what we are doing because it's been working for us uh, really well. As I said, you know, obviously there are little things that are probably going to change, but uh, we are no, we're changing some a few things on the wine list. Uh, so obviously the dishes are going to be all different when we reopen as mm-hmm. well. Uh, but um, now we're going to carry on uh, what people come for. You know, mm. they love Maison Bleu as it is. And we're going to change that. You know, we still want to carry on doing a fine dining restaurant, but with a welcoming atmosphere and people, yeah. you know, yeah. our our team, you know, are... I don't want we, we, what we don't like in restaurants is that when you go to a restaurant and the team is not talking to you, you know, mm. they just carry plates, put the plate on the table, and they go. We don't like that sort of thing. So we just want um, we just want people to our customers to feel that um, we look after them and that they feel comfortable here. So. Yeah, I think we achieved that now. So we are going to carry on that way. Brilliant. And I think, um, if I may add, your prices are really accessible for many, actually. You're not London prices, are you? No, 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 we're not. No, no, we're not London prices. Um, I think we offer, uh, I wouldn't say that we are cheap. I don't think we are cheap. I oh, think we are. We offer value for money. Mm. So we, I think that's what we do. I think we offer value for money. And we have two different prices regarding the menus. Uh, lunchtime, we've got one which is £28. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is £55. So you can choose from the most, uh, the more accessible in price menu. And then the other one, the quality of the food and the presentation mm-hmm. will be just the same in both menus. Mm-hmm. It might just be a different, um, the ingredients might be, you know, slightly different. Mm-hmm. Uh, like maybe in the £55 menu, you'll have lobster that you won't have in the £28 menu, sure. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day we want our customers to leave the place feeling happy mm-hmm. you know with a smile on their face <laughs> and and to feel that they have had a great meal and great value for money uh-huh. so yeah. i think we achieve that we're going to carry on that way absolutely but i mean you have a la carte too obviously you get, you can eat whatever you like when you come to your restaurant yes you can uh, although what we do is that we've got uh, we now only do three courses so you have to uh, you know you have to have three courses so starter main course dessert mm-hmm. but you can choose from two different menus they both have choices right lovely yes. okay I just want to so see. the a la carte would be the most expensive one I yes. suppose but uh, but still it's not it's not crazy points no 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 of course not now, how do we book with you, Karine? Okay, so at the moment, I uh, would recommend to book online. Uh, we've got an online reservation system, which mm-hmm. is obviously open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
we are here doing the layer uh, takeaway from Tuesday to Saturday from 10 o'clock in the morning till about 5 o'clock, 5.30 in the evening. Mm -hmm. So you can also phone to make a reservation or if you have any question, just give us a call. We are just there mm -hmm. to answer any questions you have. Yeah, we could either phone or book online. Lovely. And what's your website address? It's www.maisonbleu, so that's M-A-I-S-O-N-B-L-E-U-E.co.uk. Super. And then you click on reservation and you have the calendar coming there and you can just, just book there. As a final thought, can I buy a voucher from you? Say I wanted to buy someone a gift of going. Yes. Yes. Okay. Please do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can buy a voucher. And again, you can do that all from our website. I mean, if you live in Bury St. Edmunds or in the area and you need for tomorrow, for example, mm. you're very welcome to come to the restaurant, you know, on the days that we are here yeah. at the moment and uh, buy a, a voucher. We'll be more than happy to do one for you. Or you can just uh, do it online as well if you go on our website. You can purchase a voucher there and you can have it sent to your um, friend or to whoever you want to buy the voucher mm -hmm. to. Um, you can have it uh, texted or emailed. So, and that's within within an hour. You can have it in your in your mailbox if you need it quickly. Wonderful. Sounds wonderful. Karine, thank you so much for spending some time with us. It's been really interesting talking to you. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's been really a real pleasure to talk to you too. Um, I, I just would like to add, maybe before before I go, I just wanted to say a, a massive thank you to all our customers and all the, um, the people from Barry St. Edmunds. They have been fantastic support to us over the last 12 months. And I think the please do come and visit Barry St. Edmunds because there is such a fantastic variety of independent shops and restaurants and cafe culture in Barry St. Edmunds that it's the most fantastic town to come and stay. So I'm sure the businesses in Barry St. Edmunds are going to be thriving again when the lockdown is finished and it's it's a great feeling. So thank you for all the support that we got. Well, I don't think I can add anything to that. That was wonderful. Okay, Karine, good luck to you and to Pascal and we look forward to seeing you when you open. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Suffolk Pod Show. Find us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Or you can visit our website, podtalk.co.uk. And here's our disclaimer. The Suffolk Pod Show will not be held responsible for any omissions or errors in its podcast. The Suffolk Pod Show is produced purely for entertainment purposes. Views and opinions are that of our own or that of our guests. <laughs> <laughs>